welcome to episode five of the Amanda Wagner podcast. Elizabeth, or LP as you know her. So formal. Very formal. <laughs> LP and I are fresh off an event and I could not be more excited to talk about this topic. Today's topic is about the best advice or the subtitle that I have given it is take my advice. I'm not using it. In today's episode, we talk about feedback and advice and the ways we offer advice to other people around us but somehow refuse to take it ourselves. I'm going to share the wise words of Nora McInerney to eloquently explain why our advice is good enough for others, but not ourselves. And Elizabeth and I are going to talk about the piece of advice we love to give, but hesitate to take ourselves. Mm -hmm. So at the end of this episode, we of course are going to ask you to share with us the best advice you give others but don't take. And so we want you to dig into your Rolodex of feedback and advice, find that brilliant index card that you hand out, but somehow avoid yourself. And of course, we are going to have our regular segment of what would Amanda Wagner do? I have had a sneak peek at this question. It is from Lila, who is going to talk about a big move she's making in her life and what to do when people respond to her big news with the absolute last thing she wants to hear. If you ever find yourself spouting off advice and thinking, damn, I'm good or you give someone advice that they take and then you are simply glowing because what you said to them worked, this is for you. If you are walking on sunshine because you've helped someone else with your amazing advice and feedback, but as good as your advice is, you simply can't take your own words seriously, welcome. Mm -hmm. You are among friends here. For sure. I do this all the time. People ask me about coping with change or dealing with difficult relationships. I'll be completely frank, we have a segment called What Would Amanda Wagner Do? that sometimes I think we could call what could Amanda Wagner say, but not actually do? Because she gives great advice. It doesn't mean she takes it. She does give great advice. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. LP, tell me I'm not alone. Do you give advice and don't take it yourself? So often. I. It's a matter of kicking myself quite often. I feel like I hand out good advice. People come to me for solutions. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm great at giving all of this wisdom out. And at the end of the day, I'm exhausted and haven't taken any of those tips for myself. Totally. And I have had the experience where I sound like a bit of a broken record, Mm -hmm. where friends of mine will say, I know what you're going to tell me. And I get to the point where I can nod my head and say, I'm going to tell you exactly what you think I'm going to tell you. That advice is probably don't ask, don't get. But are there instances where I need to don't ask, don't get? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we have several examples that we'll share in a bit of pieces of advice that we consistently give our friends, our colleagues, each other. Yes. That we don't necessarily take ourselves. Yes. Uh, The wonderful Nora McInerney is a writer in Minneapolis. And LP, you know more than (laughs) anyone, I binge on her IG stories, her words, her podcasts. I send them all to you and I go, isn't Nora the best? Yeah. Um, you can, of course, find her online and through Instagram at Nora Borealis. She is goddamn brilliant. And she puts this feeling into better words than I could ever put together. And this is what she says. We're quicker to lift the burden off another person than to unyoke ourselves from our shortcomings. We are, trite as it is, our own worst enemies and critics, slow to show ourselves the love we would give to another. 
We're always looking for someone else to absolve us of our sins, to tell us we're okay, that we're not beyond redemption, that we aren't just flaming dumpster fires pretending to be people. When couldn't we just tell ourselves that? Probably, but I mean, I wouldn't believe me. Goosebumps, so, right? So good. God damn it, Nora, you've done it again. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. But she's hit the nail on the head. Yeah. We love to give advice. We love when other people take what we have to say seriously. We love to see that it works because we pat ourselves on the back. And then when the moment really hits us, we're like, oh shit, I hope that person never asks me how I've used that in my life. Yeah. I really wish I could say that I have the answer about why we do this or a quick and dirty way to help us kind of stop this tomfoolery, if you will. Good word. Thank you. Good $3 bogus (laughs) word. And take our own advice, or at the very least, I wish I could help us understand why our advice is good enough for others, but it couldn't possibly be good enough for us. Any ideas, Liz? I think that we set impossibly high standards for ourselves. And I I know like you and I talk at all hours of the day. We both have very high standards for ourselves. So maybe we think the advice we're doling out for others um, is not attainable for ourselves. Or Hmm. in, in some way, you know, we are really, really good friends. We are good support systems to other people. So we're so eager to help those around us, we often put ourselves second or third or fourth or however many back we do. Um, So I think it's maybe a combination of those two things is setting an impossibly high standard and continuing to put people ahead of ourselves. It's some sort of evil combination of the two. That's a really positive perspective because my instinct when we were planning this episode is sitting back and thinking, well, if it's good enough for someone else, why isn't isn't that advice good enough for me? Mm. And so I actually thought the opposite, which is I'll give it to someone else and maybe they'll take it, maybe they won't. It's good enough for them, but it couldn't possibly be enough for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So on the Amanda Wagner Instagram and this brand, we're talking to people about capturing this idea of we don't have to wait for things to be perfect. I use the language just so. And where that came from is it's many years old where I've consistently joked that the name of my autobiography will be Amanda Wagner living a just so life Mm -hmm. where I hold back on everything until it's perfect or until it's great. And sometimes I wonder if that is what what's keeping me where I think this is great advice for someone else, but it couldn't possibly be for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm in this interesting spot where we could get caught up in answering why we do this. I've been watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy and I wonder if somebody could explain the brain science behind it, or we could scour academic articles to explain the neural pathways for or our psychological tendencies. I'm here to suggest an alternative which is that we can acknowledge that we do this thing. We offer advice to other people, but don't take it. And then we can do some reflection and think about what advice we give and then consider how we could take that for ourselves. I am very guilty in getting caught up on the why. Why do I feel this way? Why do I experience something in this way? Why did this irk me or rub me the wrong way? Or why do I feel great? 
But at some point, asking why and this curiosity, is it actually moving me forward? So for a second, I want to stop asking why and instead let's do some reflecting on the things that we offer to others but don't take ourselves. So here's a really specific example. I would say the number one piece of advice that I give to others but am resistant to taking myself, Liz is nodding her I'm head like intensely. I'm in the corner. Yeah. Oh, what other people think of you is none of your business. I say this to myself probably 20 times a day. I am out here putting my voice, which I think is weird and nasally, out on a podcast. The name of the brand is my name. And I tell myself all the time what other people think of me is none of my business. But at the same time, I am putting myself out there to be critiqued, to be called out or called in as people are saying now because it's 2020 and this is really sticking with me I can't stop thinking about how what other people think of you is none of your business and how often I tell others this but for some reason that doesn't feel good enough for me so I have the absolute best coach. I have mentioned her before. Her name is Jenny Mustafa Julak. She goes by Coach Jenny. And every time I get into my spiral of worrying what other people think of me, she challenges me. When I say, what will they think? She says, who is they? Mm-hmm. And these three words get me every time. Yeah, there's some sort of weird sound happening in here. I'm not quite sure. We're in a cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> it feels like we're in a Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if our listeners can hear that. We're in a weird room, but apologies if you can. And if you can't, then you'll never know this existed because we <laughs> will edit kind of this out. Yeah. Exactly. So every time I say, what will people think? Jenny says, who is they? And because I love worksheets, I call them fun sheets because I find them quite fun. I pull out this fun sheet where I have listed who is they. Who are the real they that matters? And time and time again, I list the people that are most important to me. Who is they? The they is me. It's my partner, Robin. In a business sense, it might be Liz. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the only they that matters is me. This is something I repeat to myself over and over. The only they that matters is me. But for some reason, getting visible, putting myself out in the world, feels freaking scary. Mm -hmm. So Liz, you have been nodding along. This is so true to who you are and the type of life you're living. What is the advice that you give others but struggle to take yourself? Uh, There's a a couple of things. Um, So full disclosure, when we do these podcasts, Amanda kind of gives me a heads up ahead of time. What are the questions she's going to ask me? So I started jotting down a few ideas around this question. Um, So I have a couple of things to mention. The first one, funnily enough, is very similar to yours. It doesn't matter what others think. Um, But other things like your work is good. Oh. Yeah. Tell me more. I guess that's, I'm, that's more of like a reassuring note. 
I do very good work. Correct. But there are days, you know, where we don't feel like we've done the best of our abilities. Yep. And I will always tell AW, your work is good. But I don't always believe that myself. I do have off. Everyone has off days. And that's a good reminder for myself. So here's the thing. When you tell me that my work is good, are you lying to me? No, never. Right. So for some reason, the things that we tell other people, we are telling truths. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. We aren't lying to people. We're not pumping their tires. But for some reason, it doesn't feel true for ourselves. So the work is good. I wrote down, go to bed. Oh. Yeah. Um, I used to be someone who went to bed at 10 o'clock. I yeah. Don't, I don't do that anymore. What? Um, I'm like a 20 after 11 kind of girl now. Interesting, because you are a diehard couch by nine yeah. type of gal. So couch by nine, but bed by 11. I my ass off the couch and over to bed. Understood. Time. Um, so go to bed is one. I've said that to you. Correct. Um, you know, when we, you know, we both had a long day. That's the solution is just go to bed and figure it out tomorrow. And often I will fret over things much longer than I need to. This is so interesting because when you tell me to go to bed, I'm like, she's right. Or sometimes you'll text me, night, night, AW. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, it's bedtime. Totally. That's the moment where I go, phone off, put it away, go to sleep now. Yeah. So I have, you're your own worst critic, which is not so much advice, but a reminder to people and to myself that I'm I'm incredibly hard on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I set very high expectations for myself. Mm -hmm. And I know that AW, you do that for yourself as well and I just need to remind myself to give myself a break every once in a while mm-hmm. and uh, the last one I have I don't have this one as much in my life anymore because I feel like I've hit a point where I don't need to tell myself this anymore but speak up oh yeah um you know there have been moments in the past in my career where I've been in situations where I feel like I have a valid opinion to bring to the table and I don't always Hmm. Um, for various reasons. It depends on the situation and, um, you know, the setting that I'm in. But I I am an advocate for people speaking their minds and sharing their opinions, and maybe it's not always something that I've done in the past. Mm -hmm. So this is a reminder to our listeners that if you have something to say, that you should say it. Mm -hmm. I think that this reflection is really important because as much as my tendency is to go into why don't we take it ourselves what is holding us back from thinking this advice is meaningful or good enough we all give great advice because we want the best for the people around us Mm -hmm. this is kind of the beauty of empathy where we can see how somebody else exists and we can offer them something that is going to support them make them feel great or give them an actual strategy to move forward in their lives but for some reason it doesn't feel good enough There's one other piece of advice that I find myself giving a lot, but then when I try to take it myself, I do a lot of, yeah, but, Mm -hmm. and I explain why it doesn't work for me. Oftentimes, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, I work with business owners, I work with people who have a lot happening in their lives, and I always tell them that you are better to the world when you are rested. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You're better when you're rested. Similar to your go to bed. Yeah. Right? Sleep it off. Take the day. You are better when you're rested. But for some reason, I've hit this really interesting point where I've said, 
out loud to you and to other people. It would be easier if I was more important. Because if I was more important, I could take a rest and people would understand why. Mm -hmm. They would say, of course she needs a rest. She is running two businesses. She is putting out a podcast. She is supporting other people. But what's holding me back from taking that advice is the exact opposite of that, which I'm like, I'm not important enough to take time off. Where things get interesting and the language we use in our house with Robin and I is when I will say like, oh, I can't take a rest. I'm not important enough. Or I don't deserve this. I haven't done enough work for it. I can't rest because X, Y, or Z. Even in a really personal sphere where I'm like, oh, I look like shit in this dress I'm wearing today. I'm not where I'm at in terms of my weight or my body. Robin is the first person to say, hang on, be nice. That's my friend you're talking Mm. to. Oh, that's sweet. It is very sweet. And it's language we use often where we instantly stop each other and say, hey, that's my friend you're talking to. Because you would never say that shit to your friend. Never. Never. I remember a woman that I knew who used to go to Weight Watchers weedings with me and she would say, if I spoke to my kids the way that I had this inner dialogue and spoke to myself, my kids should not live with me. Yeah. I could never speak to someone else the way I talk to myself. But for some reason, we feel okay shitting on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I can't explain why. My coach always uses the language, I wish I had a pill that tasted like chocolate that would fix this. <laughs> so to use Jenny's words, I wish I had a pill that tasted like chocolate that could tell you why we do this. But until we have that answer, I think we have a real opportunity to at least do the reflection. Of course. And to either write down or say to somebody or perhaps share with, share with us online, what is that advice that you have been giving? What's the advice that you're known for and you're not taking it yourself? Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to hear what our listeners and social media followers have to say on this one because I think that we're going to have a wide variety of responses here. I'd love to hear that inner dialogue with people all over totally Mm -hmm. especially since we are so quick to take others advice I am anticipating reading the comments being like that's great advice I should totally do that and the interesting part is going to be flipping it back on people and saying so how are you using that today Mm -hmm. because god knows I have to flip it back on myself sometimes what's interesting is that there are times in our relationship we have talked about how we are each other's support in some ways. And I say, can you be my AW? Or you'll say, do you have space to be my LP? And we flip that back and forth. There are times where I will say to you, Liz, can you tell me this and this and this? Liz, can you remind me that even though I look at this event and I feel incredible FOMO and wish I was there and know all the people there, can you remind me that it probably wasn't the place for me? Yeah. And so just having the opportunity to have somebody on your team who's willing to give your own advice back can be really powerful. Of course, yeah. So naturally, we want to know what your best advice is. We want to know what you're sharing with other people or what other people will say. Oh, so-and-so gives the best feedback. Here's what it is. But first, 
It's, it's time. It's time. For our recurring segment, What Would Amanda Wagner Do? Or WWAWD. We gather questions from listeners via Instagram and emails each episode. Answering the question, what would Amanda Wagner do? Or as we specified, what would Amanda Wagner say but not necessarily do? So today's question comes from Lila who says, I'm moving across the country and it's a decision that my partner and I have been talking about for ages. We're finally making it official. Woohoo! That's exciting. It is exciting. He got a job there a few months ago and we've been long distance for a while. I decided to quit my job to move there and start freelancing full time. My fear is that when I quit my job, people are going to first say, one, did you get a job there? And when I say no, they will say, two, so you're moving for your boyfriend? Uh. <sighs> Knowing that this is going to happen, how can I prepare myself for it while not getting defensive or letting this person know it bothers me? So, what would Amanda Wagner do? I feel you, girlfriend. Lila, based on what you've written, it sounds like you do yeah, you don't want people to say, "Oh, you move so you're moving for your boyfriend. You're moving to be with your man." And, "Oh, you don't have a job. You must be moving for him." Not my style, but I have some great news. You are so ahead of the game because you are already anticipating what people are going to say, and this is an opportunity for you to practice your script. This is a chance for you to say, if they're going to say this, how can I respond in the moment that is positive, it is not defensive, and it's still straightforward so that people get to tell the story that you want to tell. So it sounds like you don't have a job there and you are indeed moving to be with your boyfriend, but that doesn't necessarily mean you are just giving up on where you're at and moving for this person. There is nothing wrong with that, but it sounds like you wanna be better equipped. So if I were you, I would say and practice your script. What are you doing if you don't have a job there? If you are listening to this, you might be somebody who's building your own business. So when somebody says, do you have a job there? You get to say, I'm building up my own business. When somebody says, so you're moving for your boyfriend? You are in a position where you can practice saying, my boyfriend and I are moving together just at different times. You get to build the life that you want. You get to make choices. And I'm going to throw out some Amanda Wagner advice that I am going to practice taking myself. It is none of your business what other people think of you. People are going to make assumptions about why you're moving. People are going to make assumptions about what you are doing there or the path that you are taking. It's none of your business what they think. Mm -hmm. And the reverse of that is that it's none of their business why you're moving or what you're choosing to do with your life. So in order to maintain your sanity, your mental health, and not drive yourself freaking crazy, find a script. Find the line that makes you feel good. And that might be as simple as, thank you, we're really excited to move. I'm really looking forward to going. Thank you for your support. And find your people, right? Lila, I don't know what your last name is, but uh, find your Lila. Find your person who can say back to you, remember why you're doing this, because we know that that support counts for a lot. And the more that you can find the people that are on your team, the better off you are going to be. 
I hope that is helpful. We are all about living lives that excite you and that feel good and we want to support you through those challenges. So I hope that this is good information. I'm very excited about your move. Please follow up with you. Tell us where you went. Tell us how it's going and build the life you want to lead. So with that thought, here is our ask. Please look us up at the Amanda Wagner on Instagram and share with us the best advice you give others and tell us what holds you back from taking it yourself. Is it like I say, where it's good enough for somebody else, but not for me? Or is it like Liz says, where we put ourselves last, but we wanna give the best to other people? The more we can understand this, the better off we are at debunking some of these habits and challenges that we live. And of course, bonus points, which are not real, but (laughs) feel really good when we say bonus points. Take your own goddamn advice or ask someone to repeat it back to you because I do think there's magic in that. There are times where I will say, Liz, remind me that what other people think of me is none of my business Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter. Undoubtedly, by putting yourself out in the world like we are, there are going to be people who don't like what we have to say. There are going to be people who don't like our voices or don't like one little tidbit or the picture that we put. And it's probably going to gut me. And that's the moment where I'm going to need to take my own advice. Yep. So we're going to be over here practicing that. (laughs) And we're trying very hard. We're trying very hard. And... We want to hear what advice you give and don't take because that advice might be really helpful for someone else. And we might be able to throw that advice back at you and invite you to take it. So thank you for joining us on episode five where we talk about the best advice. I will use this age old adage to say, take my advice, I'm not using it. Liz and I have outed ourselves as complete hypocrites here. Uh, And we live by don't ask, don't get. So here we are asking for you to follow along with us on social media at the Amanda Wagner. Tell us the best piece of advice you give other people. Sign up for the newsletter at theamandawagner.com and share this episode with a friend. And of course, if you love the podcast, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. We will be back as always with a brand new episode in two weeks time. Until then, we will see you on the internet.